Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Welcome to the final siren. Fremantle of a crushed West Coast and a brutal demolition derby. 17 unanswered goals on the way to a record 101-point win against Eagles. That's their biggest win for Frio. Uh, it was inspired by Lockie Schultz, who won the Glendinning medal. Uh, Luke Jackson tied with him, but due to count back, Lockie Schultz won. Um, the winning score was 2014-134 to four goals, 9-33 in derby 57. I welcome Dan and Wayne. How are you going, guys? Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, after a shocking day. Yeah, good to be here considering. Um, look, this is – I was hoping something else would happen today and it did. Um, Nick Nat has retired, so we'll talk about that after we re- read the game. So we'll end on a high, hopefully. <laughs> um, before we get into that, Tom – at Plus Fitness, uh, CB Echo, Hillary's and Junilup, he's our sponsor. Thanks for getting on board. And go to Linktree and you can get on to Facebook, Instagram, X and TikTok. So you guys got to get on TikTok and do some dancing, boys. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'll try to fool around with it. I don't understand it. Uh, get in there and you can download all the shows from there. All right, as we said, West Coast and Fremantle, Schultz kick five and miss four, Sturt four. And for the Eagles, uh, it was all singles, Alan, Gaff, Kelly and Williams. Um, 51,000 people at Optus Stadium, but it was quite as 51,000 people I've ever heard in my life. I don't know if you guys were at the game. Did you notice that on TV? Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, I could, actually, I, I heard the Fremantle crowd more than I heard us yeah. for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those games. There wasn't much to cheer, uh, mm. cheer about, was there? So to me, it was very quiet and mm. even... Being predominantly Eagles being our home game, yeah, it was just it was quite a daunting sound for that TV. It was horrible. Well, we know it's been a crap year. There's another hundred point loss. That was our fifth for the year and seventh in thirty two games that we've lost by hundred points. We equal GWS now with the most hundred point losses in a in a season um, at the ground. I don't know. People were just sitting there going, what are we going to do to stem the flow of 17 unanswered goals? And that's not the record, by the way, 18 by the Swans. Right. Um, but that was a way for home, it's 17. Yep. Home. home. Yeah, because I know Freo have the record. Uh, Geelong kicked 23 yep. against them, but that was an away game. Yeah, obviously. but that's for them. For us, I was speaking to against Oh, us. sorry, I thought you meant the record, yeah. So my, my thing was a lot of people were directing it at Simo, right? So, and, you know, people vent. People are going, he's a coach, he's going to get bended. To me, Simo was on the boundary line for most of the game. So that means your assistants in Knights and Schofield and whoever else is up in the box are calling the shots. Now, to me, if you're getting Kane like that, your job as a coach is to make right the wrong. Get back up in the box. Would you agree with that? Get so, back on the box. Totally what the hell's going on? From a coach's point of view, from a coach of the coach's lot of football, you've got to be on the ball. I, what I've noticed about him, Simo lately, he hasn't had doesn't have the earphones on. He sits and he's obviously yep. not uh, Schofield or Knights uh, and whoever else up there are calling the shots. And to me, he's the head coach. It's his job when we're getting shat on like that. He should have been up at quarter time, at least quarter time, because that was the writing was on the wall at quarter time, 
up there and making some moves or making th- things change because I, I just didn't see any change whatsoever. I just saw the same crap for the whole game. Yeah, uh, look, I think they did make changes, but it just didn't work. We are like training cones. Um, being at the ground, like I w- tried to watch a little bit on TV. I watched the first quarter and bit first bit of the second when I got home, and it's just demoralising. Um, just guys, just no second efforts. Um, and I'm going to name some names because when they play good, they're really good. But when we play bad, they just don't do anything. And I just just quickly though, because yep. you asked about the coach. To me, that it, it it's more daunting than that. Should he have gone up there? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't actually like boundary side coaches. But then if your assistants are up there and we're conceding, what was it, 17 unanswered goals, then what are your assistants doing too if they're up there making shots? So to me, there's no winners in this table. Shuey's dropped the um, – sorry, Simo's dropped the ball by not being them, you know, grabbing the game by themselves. Your assistants obviously cannot stop a run on either. So are your assistants up to par? There's no winners in that scenario that you of that picture you just painted there to me at all, and that's that's even more worrying to me because that's the coaching group as a whole. Um, so that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, Simo should definitely have been up there. Definitely should have been changes. You said that uh, the assistants are up there; they're the ones making changes. Well, nothing worked. They couldn't reverse the momentum. They couldn't make any changes effective. And to be honest, I didn't actually see many changes made. To be honest, I didn't see any. Yeah, I, I agree, Wayne. Nah, and, um, look, it was pretty. Daunting effort. And no, they they were trying to put people. They were trying to put two behind the ball. So when they were putting two behind the ball, we would they were two up at every stoppage. And my twelve year old twelve year old son pointed that out to me. He goes, "Look, Dad, how come they got more at the stoppages?" And I was looking, and we were playing two behind the ball, but they weren't doing anything. And to me, last week we went man on man, and it worked. You know, we stem the flow because they are attacking. Fremantle aren't a great transition side, but we made them look really good. Mm. They, they could have walked through that middle and no one would have laid a tackle on them. The, the amount of times they went up the guts was unbelievable to me and people at the ground, even Fremantle people were going, why aren't you just closing the guts up? And all we did was go down the flanks every time, down the same side every time. It was reactive football and, yeah, look – there's nothing good to say about it. It was just a shit game of football. Mm. And to me, it's effort, effort-based, and it's mindset. Because last week you win, you lose by one point and you have a crack. It's pretty much the same team bar two. They come back home and they give, serve that up. That's a mindset, man. And there was – I'm going to single out – I'm going to single out Crips, right? There's three changes, was it? Marrick. Hoff, oh, yeah, pitch. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to single out no, Cripps. No excuse. I just, yeah, no. it was three. I'm going to single out Cripps. And his defensive pressure is good. But Clark tore him a new one. There was four or five times where Clark just got the ball, ran off, and all Cripps was doing was hoping that there was going to be a turnover so the ball comes back and he can run into open goals. He he, he didn't run with his player. Sam petreski Seaton. I don't know what's going on. But he runs around like a headless chook. Mm. Uh, he's not a half forward. At the Blues, he played it predominantly as a halfback. So I, I, just, I just don't understand what his role was in the team on the weekend. And they're not alone. There was a lot of players that were shit. Uh, Kelly didn't run backwards. Um, Duggan didn't run back. O'Neill, I don't, I don't know what O'Neill was doing. 
Was, yeah. was he tagging? He had three possessions. Because I don't know what he was doing. Because if he was tagging Sarong like people on the radio said, he was nowhere near him. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I, I saw him nowhere. It was like he wasn't even on the ground, mate. I find it hard to pick out underperforming players because that was one of the most underwhelming team performances I've ever seen. Yeah. You did not have one player get above 26 disposals. I mean, bloody hell, usually in killings like that, your backmen chip it around to rest of momentum. So they, they rake it up. Um, and I look at that game and you mentioned, and it's not the first time we got smashed from the midfield, but you don't actually need to win the midfield to win games of footy. You want to be close, but the problem is you can't let opposition score from the midfield. Mm. And that's what we do. So as far as I'm concerned, that's a main target for us this off season. We need to strengthen that midfield, and we, it's not going to be a quick fix, sadly, because you know we've already had Shuey retire. So we're going to have to go through the draft to do that. I think because I don't think fringe players from other clubs will work. I don't think we could get a marquee player because I don't think players would want to play for this club right now. And who could blame them? I know I wouldn't. Love you know, I bleed blue and yellow, obviously. But you that's sold the, me, but that's where the you I sold, sold that to a new draftee coming here. Nah, yeah, that's cool. But I'm that's that's what I think we're going to do. Like. We got to get a Reed or a McKercher. We got to get some midfielders. If we picked a Curtin, this is all hypothetical, obviously, because I'm hoping we get picked one, so it'll be Reed. But if we got a Curtin, we need to because he's very versatile. Mm. Under 18s, he played forward, he played back, he played midfield, and he played one midfield. I think we almost had to turn, even though we're in dire need of backs to help Bazo and Brass out in the future. I think we'd have to turn him into a midfielder because allowing teams to score from the midfield is such an Achilles heel of us this year. And to me, that's where Freo dominated us. Well, they scored eight from the midfield and nine from tran- transition. So that's, I mean, you stop it. Right? Sorry, but do you, do you know how many we scored from midfield? See, that's the issue. We're None. not scoring from midfield. No, we're not. It was turnovers, wasn't it? No, it was turnovers. I'm a big, I'm a very defensive coach. I always have been. I, I still coach basketball and I'm a very defensive coach there too. Defence wins premierships. Defence wins you games. And we've yeah. we and I've said this for a long time, we've had no good defence in our midfield for a very long time. No, yeah, no two-way runners. And no. And I, and I think too, <clears throat> one of the biggest problems we have is our skill set. And I've been saying this about two or three years now. Our skills are below the standard that they should be. So, and again, so why is that, Wayne? Because we used to be the most skillful side in the comp. And again – the coach, I'm sorry, but the coach has got to take responsibility for this. The coach, he, it's his program. It's his, he's the head coach. He, yep. He's in charge of the whole football department. It's his program. Who's who's overseeing the skill set? Who's overseeing the development? I think development is um, Well, the Brennan. development coaches are all young, new yeah. guys. You Webster need, and Brennan and stuff like that. Yeah, you so, need these guys. You, you need, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love them first to, first thing to do is go and recruit the South Australian Fitness coach over there um, at I think he's at Port Adelaide now. Used to be at Melbourne. Helped won them a premiership. Yeah, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, I'd love them to go and get him, get them fit again, and and get and I'd love them to. I'd really love them to really spend a bit of money and get Williams out of Melbourne to come over. Uh, to come well, over that's not happening because he's re-signed by oh, Melbourne. Course, yeah, and yeah. he's at the age where he doesn't yeah. want to. He doesn't want to be shifting anywhere. End of the day, they use a COVID that's excuse what we need. with their coaching yeah. staff, right? From and we've, we've had this argument off um, air, but it's not just at AFL level, it's at waffle level. They, they scrimp because uh, we can't afford it. Bullshit. You've got more money than any other club yeah. and 
it's there to exploit. You know, um, look, we, that's a whole new podcast mm. that we can get into that game. With your KPIs, there's 24 KPIs a team looks at mm. and we only won four of them. And I'll tell you what they were. Tackles, we only just won. I oh, know we won by actually 13, but I counted about 13, 14 uh, broken tackles. I don't yeah. know if they're classified as tackles. The tackles in the forward 50, we won by one. Bounces, which how many teams bounce the ball these days? The way it's played, you know what I mean? Mm. So that's a, a nothing KPI. And the one percenters, how do you record a one percenters? Now, Spoiling. I just can't, I can't understand how Eagles won the one percenters when I they can, got smashed by 101 you, points. I can tell you how, because they delivered the ball inside their 50 that many times. We spoiled. One per, <laughs> a spoil is a one percenter. Yeah. So you don't want to necessarily win one percenters because mm. it usually means you're having to, like you said, defend so much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, look, Fremantle, that. They tore us a new one. Um, they played really good. Strong, 30 disposals. Brazier, 33. Um, Hayden Young, 25. Uh, Schultz was great. Sturt, you know, he's been out with injury a lot, so he showed what he can do. I, Amos, you know, he's going to be a star of the future. Superstar. Um, so And so Luke Jackson, what an athlete. And I thought Matthew Johnson, that's probably his best game I've yeah. seen for Fremantle. Yeah. But that happens when you have no one giving him respect. Um and I don't know if you guys have got the Rising Star yet. Has it come out or is that tomorrow? Has tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it's usually on a no, Monday. It's Tuesday. Monday. Yeah, just... Don't know who it'd be. But... I was gobsmacked when you actually said Johnson's eligible this year. For some reason, I just assumed he played. I felt like he played almost every game as sub last year for Frio. Oh, he missed a lot of games. Yeah, but he, he missed he, half he, the year he, injury. He mustn't have. No, because, he did, he did. no, I mean, he mustn't have played a lot of games sorry, because no. he's eligible. Yeah, he's only played 15. So um, that, that just caught me off um, guard. No, it hasn't been announced yet. Um, Our the player of the round for the Eagles, and we had to pick one. And, you know, a lot of people were saying Kelly was good, but, you know, when Kelly got the boy, he was good, but he didn't do anything defence. Duggan the same. Duggan's turnovers in the first half were shocking, mm. under no pressure. Um, Hunt got the ball, broke the lines, but he turned it over a bit. But he, he did actually do his name, saying yeah. hunting the ball. But we settled on Alex Wivett, and I thought – He's having a solid season. He had 24 disposals, four marks, four score involvements, uh, six rebounds, uh, four tackles, 583 metres gained, the most on the ground, and 96% efficiency. Yeah. So I thought by hand and foot he was by far our best. And, he, and he's been doing it all year and yeah. he's got a lot of knockers, but he was one guy that I – at the game, I said, yeah, he, he had a good game. See, the thing I love about it is exactly what you said earlier is our disposal efficiency is so poor now. Mm. Unforced turnovers, you know, our our skill set basically has been below par. He hasn't been. Uh, he's been great. That kick, um, was it Darling? Someone got their goal um, and it would have been, I think, late one where he kicked on the outside of his boot about 50 metres yeah, yeah. under pressure. He did that on purpose. That is yep. elite skill. I haven't seen that from an mm. Eagles player have that great ball use in mm. years. Honestly, haven't. Hearn's a good kick and a long kick, but I've never seen Hearn do anything mm. like that. So, yeah, it was a, the only highlight, um, I think, from the game really in his season. I think he would he would be one of them that I'll put – because he's only 23, I think, 24 this year. 24. Maybe. There's only a handful of young kids I'd say has got better, and that's a critique on the coach. But he would be one that I would say has got better. Williams would be another. Uh, Jones would be another. And I like your man. I call him your man, but we're all fans. Yeah. Hoff as well. Yeah. I think 
he's been back, I think he's developed well as well. So that would be the four that have improved under Simo's watch. And um, this time last year, you wondered if you'd get another contract. Mm. This year, he's one that we desperately yeah, need to keep. Spot. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I've been critical of him during the year, but yeah, I must agree. I don't know if you guys noticed. I saw it from a few long shots. From, I only watched on TV. But... I know the critical of Kelly and Duggan, but what what I saw when they they showed the camera from behind, they're running to kick to an open place, and there's no one leading in there. They're all they're all standing there. Crips the whole lot of them. They're just standing. Yeah, they're all flat footed. They're, they're going there, and yep. and everyone's having a crack at them for right. Their disposal was a little bit crappy and their their turnovers, but the only ones running to it was the Fremantle guys. Our guys are just standing there, and they're not leading. You know, like JK used to have a leading pattern. And they knew his leading patch. He'd bang, bang, he'd go bang. They knew if he put his hand up somewhere, he'd be going the other way, and they'd kick there straight away. Here, there's no one. You know, Oscar's getting double teamed, so they're, they're just cutting off his leads. But there, there was. I agree with you. There's. I mean, you know, I'm very. You blokes know what I think of Cripps. I mean, the only thing saving Jamie Cripps is that there's three retirements. That's the only thing that saved him in yeah. my books. And they just not leading to the thing. And. Yeah, it's everyone I saw on the TNG site, everyone's having a shot at uh, – I mean, I'm a big man of Duggo and, that, and Kelly because they're kicking, but they're getting the ball. But four buggers, they're running down the ground, busting their ass, and there's no one leading no one to, to kick the, to. No, no one to kick to. Yeah. You know, get off your ass, players. You can blame the coach. You know, we, we're critical of the coach, but you can. some of the players have got to step up oh, no, and I'll... get off their ass. I blame the and players. Do it. I blame the players more than the coach for that mm. turnout. Yes, because they're the ones on the ground. Mm. So, yeah. but you want to quickly talk? Oh, because I want to. I'll tell you, I'm not defending any player after this game, but I do feel Cripp, since he's come back from his ankle injury, has played the best footy I've seen him play probably in two years consistently. Mm. Yeah, when he when he's, we're he's winning, when well. we're playing good, we're not he does. Winning, but no, but but last week against. Yeah. Um, I'm not defending. That's what I say. I'm not defending this game at all. No, but I'm thinking since he's come back, I think he's averaging like two goals and sixteen disposals. I, I've a game. noticed career high tackles. He had like eleven tackles and yeah. ten tackles. But and I, I noticed when we're we're actually playing competitive or we just lose or we win, he's always in the best. Yes, but when we lose, he's never. He's never one of the best. He, he should be one. He should be one of the guys lifting us to get up. That yeah, spot. yeah. So that's my only downfall on him because I'm a forward. So um, I, I don't want to talk too much about this game, but there was an inc- incident before the game, and depends on which way you look at it. If you're Kane Corns, he never sees anything positive about no. the Eagles. He's a, he's a tosser. He I'm sorry. See, he doesn't see anything positive about anyone. And, and he and he backs down and he backed down again today about the Hoff incident. Mm. So to me. In one way, I can see where it looked unprofessional because if he's ill all week, why is he named in the team, mm. right? So that's my first thing. Secondly, I know about this Vendelin stuff because through elite sport, you get told about it. Mm. And my, my son, done, he's an elite sport at his age and about the Vendelin thing. And you only let a certain amount of puffs and stuff like that a day. Otherwise, if you get drug tested, you're gone. Mm. And it's a year ban. And this is where the media is sitting there going, oh, they don't know what um, it is, sort of ban it is. It's a year ban because I've been to an Asada meeting and uh, a WADA one and they say it's a year ban for a Ventolin puffer, right? Mm. Congratulations to the medical department for picking it up. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I know it was late and he must have come off. I don't know how it's happened but he must have come off and said, oh, can I can have another puff on my Ventolin because otherwise why would you know? You know, that must be the only reason because that's the only way the doctor would have known he's had too many because 
You know L- what I mean? Lucky he's on the ball. Tony, Tony Jones brought up a good point on, on the Tossers show there. Yeah. I think he's a Tosser too. But he said maybe we should be congratulating the Eagles doctor for picking that up. Oh, yeah. Uh, because uh, otherwise – Hell, yeah. And you imagine the headlines, another drug cheat yeah. at the Eagles. Yeah. You know, we've been through enough shit for bloody years. But it wasn't – Thank God for you two because that – I'm like – we got hit bit from pillar to post about it. I sat back and think, what a great catch by our medical department. Yeah. Imagine if they didn't pick that up. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if he got drug tested after the game and he's out for a year and, as you said, drug How has that been a mistake? Like, a lot of players don't train the week because they've been ill, you yeah. know, because they want to play. Oh, of and course you do. Hoff's one of the most improved and, you mm. know, we've got Edwards out, we've got Brass out, we've got Hoff out because of that game. You know, we do actually have a few back- backmen out. Burgill, we haven't seen. He's another more running backman. But, but we've got outs. But to catch that. Oh, my God. That is something that could so s- slip under radar so mm. easy. And they've got it. And just one thing quickly about Kane Bloody Corns. When they sent out concussed players, yep. that doctor should have been fired, in my opinion. Oh, that God, is yeah. a massive mistake. Is and they've done it to cheat. Uh-huh. His defence, they go, no, they're good doctors. They may say, good clubs stick by good. They're good people. Well, It's funny when it's Eagles, that rule just does not uh, apply. Is, does that mean – because – He's a Whether you driver. want to get rid of Simo or not, but is he saying get rid of Simo? Is he saying Simo is actually personally a bad person? Mm. Is he saying our doctors are personally bad people? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the is bias. He's he's very a, biased. He's a fucking tosser. He's a headline tosser. The only thing in defence of anything negative, Hoff is an asthmatic. Then, mm. so they get told how many puffs you're allowed, mm. right? So he should have known. Yeah. He should have known he was over and they're allowed to use a spacer, which you can have more if you have a spacer. But there is a lot of grey areas in it. Yeah. But maybe because he just didn't think about it, it's an area his way, so he should have known. Yeah. So he should have gone to the club and said, I can't play, I've had too much. Yeah. So that's my only downfall on it, only because I've been through it with my mm. son through the sports. Um, did, you, did you know about it, Wayne? I actually didn't know no, about it. No, you wouldn't. I you did, would not know. You would not know about know. it, but yeah. I'm glad we do now. You, yeah. you, you so, would not know unless you're an asthmatic. So yeah. if you go to an elite sports, um, they give you um, all your codes, what you're allowed to have. You ain't allowed to have a certain mm. amount of Cedar Fed. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and with kids under 18, it's actually less. So mm. that's how I come on you about it. And it just happened to me a month and a half ago. Yeah. So that's, I wasn't surprised when I heard about it. I'll so tell what. you what, thank God for Asada cracking down these asthmatics and their bloody yeah, advantages they get in sports. You yeah. know what I mean, Wayne? <laughs> yeah, no. Thank uh, God for Asada, you know. know. Stopping the real criminal. They're called, bloody asthmatic, mate. They're like, called sports breathing, integrity. Yeah. God, it's it's hard to be able to breathe properly nowadays, but isn't it? Two things, you, two points you, you both got. Well, is that as a player, and you'd know was you as a player, I mean, I, and I, I, we used to play through – I used to play through – I'd have broken bloody thumb for 10 weeks. But you'd play through anything. If you were off for a week sick, oh, I'm, I'm, I'll be right for the end of the week, coach. I'll just – and you were shit because you played like shit because you felt like shit. But, you, you know, you know you know exactly what I'm talking about there. And the other thing too is that that um, our doctor, he, he should be he should be commended. He should be saying, yep. hey, guys – and I, and I reckon, I bet he's opened the eyes up of some of the other people because I know now a player, even if they've got a headache, they've got to go and see the club doctor. They've got to go see the doctor. To have a, if they want to have a Panadol or whatever. They've got to sign off on it. They've got to go and have – that's yep. got to be recorded. Yep. And it's got to say when he took the Panadol. Uh, then it's got to have a report back in four hours after the – you know they say you can yep. have a Panadol every four hours or whatever it is. 
how is your headache? What's happening there? Um, then the doctor's got to report. It's not a. It's just not a little job where you sign a bloody prescription but, like you go under the doctor's. But like like Dan said, they're cracking down on that shit. But you can go into the rooms mid game and get a cortisone shot mm. into your knee. Oh god, yeah. How is that not performance enhancing? Yeah. You know, it, it's hypocritical to me. And, but anyway, yeah. that's we, yeah. we had to touch on it because it happened. Yeah. Um, the waffle. You know, Dan, you watch most of it. Um, you know, up until three quarter time was only like four goals of difference. Uh, we ended up losing uh, 22-19 to Subiaco to 13 goals for Lucasen, which is one of our top up players. He kicked six goals. But for the Eagles listed players, Winder had 28. Zane True had 25 of two goals. Bazo 22. Uh, DeWar had 20. So he's starting to get a bit of the field now. Jordan Baker had 19, Greg Clark had 19, Barnett 10 possessions and 13 hitouts. So Barnett got a hiding. Did Jamison play? Uh, no, Jamison didn't play. Uh, Dua kicked a couple goals too, I believe. Uh, 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 Bazo yeah, played very one well. Yeah, uh, one at, goal was at it? 12 played mark, very good. At 12 marks. Yes, played I've very well. Day. And um, Greg Clark's been reported. Yeah, so oh, he was I the one that got reported. Yeah. He's been reported, oh. so he's facing a possible week on the sidelines. I'll, I'll, so. I'll tell you what, that first half, we were very competitive and we played well. Um, because Clark was the sub, he was on limited minutes again. He played the first half and got like taken off basically the very beginning of the third quarter. He had 19 disposals effectively for a half a footy, and that was a very competitive half a footy. As soon as he got taken off... Suddenly, that's when Subiaco ran mm. away with it. And the scoreboard shows that. It ended up being quite a mighty win on theirs, where we were only six behind and they kicked a goal on the siren to get 12 in front at half time. So I'll probably delve into that a bit deeper, but it shows his impact at, at least waffle level. Mm. And to be honest, we saw his impact at sub. We didn't touch on that, did we? Mm. Nine disposals on a shot on goal in one quarter of bloody footy as sub. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a having an impact where he is. He's a leader in the waffle and, you know, hopefully he can stay on the list. Um, let's enough talk about football because let's talk about the main man today, Nick Natnui. Um, I think, have you got his list of how many games he's played there? Yeah, he's played, um, he got drafted in, uh, where are we, uh, 2009, or sorry, 2008 he got in the draft as number two. Melbourne forgave, forgot him for Jack Watts who was the number yep. one pick. Um, he made his debut in 2009. He's uh, kicked a total of 112 goals in 213 games, in, in 213 games of overall footy. So 112 goals for a ruckman, that's that's not bad in 200. That's nearly that's nearly what half a goal a, you know, half a goal a game. Nearly, he's pretty good. Look, um, unfortunately, he's a third player behind Bunger and um, Shuey to um, you know retire this year. So. We everyone sort of knew what was coming or hoping it was coming because of the Achilles. Look at the size of him, you know, and as we've all spoken off air, you know, a guy that big with an Achilles problem that he jumps yeah. for a living, you know, it's probably not a great thing. But look. And two knee reconstructions. One of the most freakish players you could ever see play the game. He's got a lot of bagging from opposition fans because they're jealous they didn't have him in the team. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you talk to anyone that actually plays footy or knows anything about football, they sit there and they just marvel at what this guy used to do. I used to love just going just to see if he was going to take a mark over somebody's head. I think he took one over Sandylands one year. It was it was unbelievable. Mm. Um, Broke his ribs. It took one over – yeah, he did. He broke his ribs. Bro- broke his ribs. 
He took one over Sinclair, his own ruck, you know, teammate, mm. and that was a beauty. But one of my favourite memories was one of his first games he ever played against Hawthorne. And um, he said, I think it was his second game, kicked three goals or four goals. Mm. And he was youngster. And I said, Look at this kid, he's going to be a champion. Mm. And he was. And, you know, he's going to be missed by the Eagles because when he's on the ground, the Eagles lift. It, it's, uh, he took that, he got mark of the year one year when. Twice, and, I think, he did. Or, and one the year, Anthony Hudson, my favourite caller, best caller in football, yep. said Nick Nick rose to the heights and took his armchair to have a rest and took a mark. That's <laughs> what it looked like he was up so high. But Dan and me, I think we're both on the same page on our, our highlight of the game. Round 21 of 2016 at GWS uh, at Sydney. We had to win that game to really, I think, get in the finals that year or be in a certain part of the finals. Yeah, it was seven seconds left when he kicked yeah. it off. And th- there was a lot leading up to that, and I won't go into it because it's Nick's night, so we won't go into that. But there was, he's got to thank Sam Butler and Will Schofield too for getting this mark. But I, that's a story for another day if you, you go back to that game. But yeah, the uh, the Cripps kicked it long, went out of bounds. He, sh- he was going for goals. He should have been going for JK or someone was on the lead. He didn't. Went out of bounds. Went to our forward line. They've thrown it in with seven seconds ago. Nick's actually pushed their Rutman away. Everyone's run off him, if you watch it really closely. He's just a little tap for a guy. What is he, six foot seven, six foot eight? He's just got down on one hand, picked it up on his left, kicked it on his left, straight through for the goal. Siren goes, thank you very much. We won by a point or two points or something. Oh, the bent, the the, the coach's box went ballistic, Coxie and all these guys. It was. Just I might go watch a highlights package. My household this. went ballistic yeah. too, Wayne. Yeah. That was that was amazing. But mm. there's not too many ruckmen that you could say is one games off their own boot oh, yeah. because he did it against North Melbourne too. He took yep. that beautiful screamer, yep. went back and mm. kicked the winning goal, and then ran so that's into the two, crowd. Yeah, that, yes. that's twice. Yeah, that was great. I was there. And yeah. something that's yeah. Yep. Really gives heed to how good a player he is. He is the best ruckman of our generation. But you know, in the what is it, the tens or the teens? I don't know yeah. what they call this because yeah. the orts would have been, you know, the Coxes and the Sandler Giraghi yeah. cases for them, you know. And yeah. but and the reason I feel like that way, and it's something um, King once said, and it really stuck out, and uh, I've always remembered it, um, is. In the heyday, it was Gorn, Grundy, and Nick Nat. They were honestly, they were just swapping between who was fit and winning mm. the All-Australian that year. It was. Um, Nick Nat, I think we mentioned three-time All-Australian. And King said, you can tag what Gorn does and you can tag what Grundy does. Mm. What Nick Nat does, you cannot tag. Mm. And that was 100%. Correct, because everyone knows that as an Eagles fan, what did we do in 2018? 2018. We tagged Gorn in the prelim and we tagged Grundy in the grand final. Yeah, Nathan, and they had no impact. Nathan and Barty. Port still do it. And I think it might be driven by Lysette, honestly, because he's obviously jumped ship and gone to Port. They still tag Gorn because they're not these great players. It's the fact no one really tags Ruckman, mm. but you can tag him, and, but you couldn't tag what Nick Nat does. And that's his giant leap, his beautiful taps. But he's a clearance in his yep. in 2021, when he was um, our best of Ferris winner, all Australian again for the third time, he was second in the entire comp for clearances. So not mm. for the Eagles, not out of Ruckman, the entire comp. The only player that had more than him was Tom Liberatore mm. at the Bulldogs. So for a Ruckman his side to have that good a groundwork and do that, and let's be honest, I, I spoke to Wayne about this off air. You'd look at the last few years. Our best clearance players by numbers would be Shuey, not in order, Sheed and Nick Natanui. 
And what's happened in the last three years is Shuey's hasn't been on the park. Sheed was out all last year. And Nick Nats, eight games last year, no games this year. So when we've been on a decline, which would naturally happen with old ages, then you've taken out in a space of three years a lot of your playmakers and your clearance winners. No wonder why our drop was so dramatic. And I think his impact there was just so great. And for people that say one player can't make a difference when they talk about this draft and getting early picks, we got Nick Nat and Shuey at pick 18 mm. in the same draft. So Nick Nat two, Shuey at 18. And you can't tell me those two players have not made – a difference. So maybe not one player, but one draft can make a difference. You nail two picks in that one draft. That could be your driving force. And to me, they have been our driving force the last six final mm. years of finals we played. Yeah, look, he's going to be missed. Um, hopefully he stays on in a ruck coaching role here. He's got a year to go on a contract. So I don't know the machinations of that. Did they pay him out or they put him under a soft cap? Mm. I, I, I think it'd be a big loss if it wasn't somehow involved at a ruck coach because from understanding, I don't think we had one. Mm. I think Ryan, um, oh, Rhino uh, from East Perth, what's his name? Uh, the big fella. Uh, Webster? No, no big, from uh, East Perth back in the day for us. Uh, you got me. I'll think of his name and bounce down. I'll bring it up. Um, but he's our ruck coach, so he's only part-time. So, look, um, he's going to be missed. He's a freak, as I can say. Um, unbelievable. And, yeah. uh, you know, the writing was there on the wall. It was going to happen. And we, we were actually, before we even heard the news in bounce down, we we're going to talk about who we're going to trade, keep, delist and retire. And he was at the top of the tree for retirement. So yeah. um, he's beat us to the punch. Yeah. Um, so you know, all the best to Nick in the future and let's hope that the Bailey Williams now takes the number one mantle or who knows what the Eagles have got in store now. Maybe they're making room for Tim English next year. Who knows? They might even make an assault on him this year. Who, who knows? Yeah. On a, on a sliding door on a sliding door thing, imagine Melbourne took him at number one. Where would Max Gorn be now? Would Max Gorn still be at the Melbourne Football Club? No, he wouldn't. So, because Nick's the type of guy who's very loyal, and yeah, he, he would have. St- I would imagine he would have stayed with Melbourne. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Sliding doors, isn't it? You never, and the Max Gorn's one is one of the best the fit, and, the, around. and the difference was there was Gorn. He took a lot while to get going because yes. he had his ACLs at the start yes, of his that's career. What he did. True. Nick's had him at the end. Yeah. So mm. that's just unfortunate for Ruckman. So look, it's happened. It's a, it's a big change next year. So. Yeah. Let's embrace it. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. We're back in the studio, so we're going to do bounce down now. Wait, Dan's or someone. Just quickly, rising star nom this week. Congratulations, Elijah Hewitt. He got Drum it. roll three for the Eagles. I got uh, it. Right. I was worried. He got two it. Gave us, he got it. Really? Twenty disposals. I just seen it there. I literally just popped up on my phone. Sorry, I am gloating here, but it's because I was getting nervous. Yeah, my you said three with two. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's really good considering our last one was Oscar Allen to have I'm three bit, in a year. Yeah. That gives you a bit of positive in a dark year that there yeah. is some youth. Oh, good there. on him because it, it's uh, been consistently yeah, good. Last twenty disposals, four, four clearances, three tackles, and I told you he'll get probably get it in a game that he. Probably didn't deserve it as much because he's had 21 disposals yeah. and won one and then I'm he just, had another game, kicked two goals and had 16. I'm just surprised because Matt Johnson, I thought, had the better game. Mm. Yeah, uh, One think, goal, think, 26 possessions, yeah. 500 metres a game. To do that in a bad game, though, he's better than Johnson had 16. doing it more now and consistently in games. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson he had a good game. 
and I think he's been. Well, we've been always as consistent said that. As Elijah, if you're doing it over a few games yeah. and you're getting consistent, you get one. All right, well, that's good stuff for the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just smiling because I was generally worried that I might miss it with two rounds left. That prediction, I was very cocky during the year that it would happen. Just doubles my wet leg when I get home and you got to do artwork. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to get out to bounce down. We'll probably release out on the same day this week. Um, so, yeah, um, let's go forward. We've only got two more games left. Uh, get on the link tree and join us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, X, TikTok, whatever, and uh, download the shows from there. Uh, until then, go Eagles. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Quick Gabbard, quick handball on, stole the point red.